Good evening and welcome to Yes Coach. So, my name is Mike Collins. I'm an athletic director for a large high school here in South Florida in the Nath in the nation's fifth largest school district. So you're on this channel because you're thinking you want to become a high school coach. So we need you. We absolutely need new coaches. Uh, there's a huge shortage of coaches. So I'm here to help you guys figure out what it takes to become a high school coach. So let me give you a little bit of background, a little bit of a story, uh, how I became an athletic director and what led me to the place I'm at now. So I'm a child of the 80s, graduate, getting ready to graduate high school from a school that fairly good in uh, football. My, uh, I graduated in 1989 and my team was seven and three. And uh, we, were, we were pretty good. So uh, my offensive line coach ends up getting a head coaching job at a nearby school. And uh, for whatever reason, this school uh, had a fantastic wrestling program, fantastic boys basketball program just very all competitive just when it came to football they just they just couldn't win just something wasn't working and uh so my coach says to me in the spring of my senior year so i'm done playing football he goes hey spring football over here at school x and uh i want you to come over here and just you know help me coach these kids help them teach them how to win never been a coach i think i was 18 at the time, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I got nothing else going on. So, uh, without any prior lessons, I just go ahead and I uh, step up and become a coach. I had no idea in those 30 days of practice uh, how it was going to affect my life. I can tell you that those 30 days were amazing absolutely amazing so you got to remember I just finished playing I, I didn't pursue football outside of high school so for me to go right into coaching uh, that soon it, it was definitely an eye-opening experience and I, I want to thank those guys for uh, for getting getting me involved in coaching as early as I did so after that spring season, which is only 30 days down here in South Florida, uh, I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. Uh, I love coaching, love being around the kids, and uh, just the effect I can have on them and the effect they were having on me. So showed up for all the summer workouts or what have you as a coach. In the meantime, I was going to a local community college, like 13th grade. We had a little part-time job uh, delivering pizzas. So we make it through summer, didn't do any coaching classes, didn't do any type of uh, how to get better, how to become a coach. I was just winging it, you know. Growing up, I was uh, heavily involved in Optimus sports uh, with soccer and football. And then uh, as I got a little bit older, around 12 years old, I got involved with travel soccer. And I pretty much played soccer year round and only took a break off to play uh, football, you know, uh, the tackle football. So in high school, I 
dabbled in track, soccer, and football. So I knew a little bit about a whole bunch of stuff, but I didn't know a whole bunch of stuff about just one thing. So now here we are, I'm 19 years old, and it's the uh, next season of football at this other high school, and I'm coaching. And they gave me defensive coordinator of the JV. What a dream come true. So I have all these young kids, very impressionable, and uh, I just loved it. I ate it up. Luckily for me, I had some very qualified mentors that were the varsity coaches, and I got to watch them and emulate what I liked that they did, and I got to change up some things that I really didn't care for that they did. Needless to say, uh, we had a very successful JV season, um, but at the end of that season, uh, the pay was just a, a, a little donation check from the Booster Club, and it definitely did not match uh, my time that was out there. So I was unable to keep pursuing uh, being a, a coach at the high school level at such a young age. Buckled down with school for a little bit, and... Uh, got a more serious part-time job. So uh, a couple years pass, and now I'm a full-blown college kid, and I'm in Tampa. I've relocated, and I got a part-time job working at a middle school with a uh, young man that happened to be uh, in a severe car accident, so now he was relegated to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. So I was his personal attendant while he was at school, and a uh, very enjoyable job great bunch of kids, great group of people out there in Tampa. So I, uh, I'm with this young man and he has physical education. So I'm outside with him being his attendant for physical education. And his PE coach is a guy that had just graduated college like a year prior and was now a PE coach at this middle school. And uh, he and I hit it off. We're about the same age. We hit it off and come to find out he's a, a head soccer coach, varsity coach at a prestigious school there in downtown Tampa. And he's looking for an assistant. So I've said, sure, heck yeah. I played soccer many, many years, uh, but this time we'd be coaching young women. So, uh, and that was my first time coaching women. So I learned a lot from him. He was from the Nebraska area. Well, Nebraska. And, uh, they have a, a different, more Akuna Matata style of coaching than, than what I was used to, and I took a great appreciation to that. Uh, it was the first time coaching young women, and uh, I absolutely loved it. And uh, that also had a very big impact on my life. Season ended. We were fairly successful. We didn't make the playoffs, but I learned a whole bunch. And uh, I, I think... That may be where uh, I decided I between coaching girls or boys, I definitely wanted to coach girls. Um, and I'll get into that why a little bit later on. So that was just a, a one season, and uh, my schooling got a little more intense, so I could not come back and coach. But I stayed in touch uh, with that coach, and they were able to make the playoffs the very next season. I was very proud of those kids. So... Uh, I go ahead and the wife graduates from USF and I now have my AA and we decided we're going to get married. So we move back to Broward County and move in with her parents 
while I continue to go to school and she gets her career started as an interpreter for the deaf. So she's now in the school system, the very same school that she graduated from as an interpreter. So we're a young married couple with no kids and uh, this is her alma mater. So she's like, hey, there's a football game tonight. You want to go watch you know, some high school football? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to go watch some high school football. So we go, and uh, I don't miss a game all season, and I become very friendly with the staff and the athletic staff of the school. Well, the very next year, oh, and, and through the rest of the year, you know, we would attend homecoming dances, uh, chaperones, and proms, and different events they needed, you know, uh, chaperones for. I, I would sign up and do it, and I got to become more acclimated with the school climate and uh, her co-workers. And just absolutely love it. Had a great time. In the meantime, I was uh, you know, full steam ahead at school just trying to get that knocked out. So I become fairly friendly with the uh, athletic administration. And they said, uh, hey, would you like to announce a football game? You know, call it, PA. I said, sure, you know, I'll, I'll call it. I've never done that before. I'll give it a shot. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then from that, I would get involved with doing ticket sales or, you know, whatever they needed me to do. And then, uh, so that's two years in. <laughs> and uh, uh, at that time, we, we had our first child and I've uh, graduated college. And uh, I'm out in the, in the business world doing stuff, not, not teaching. And uh, the athletic director comes up to me and says, hey, we have a, JV soccer coach position opening for the girl side. Uh, interested? Would you be interested? I'm like, heck yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. So um, that's how I got back into coaching uh, here in Broward County after those years back in high school. So uh, you know things are changing, the game changing, the kids are changing, and I go out there and you know I do my thing. I you know, I'm learning baptism by fire because of the way Tampa or Hillsborough County does stuff versus Broward County is a little different, but, you know, I'm learning. Still having a great time. And uh, so that season ends. And then, uh, you know, still everything's going along great. Wife's doing great at the job. Now she's a teacher. She's gone from interpreting for the deaf to teaching the deaf, and now she's teaching American Sign Language. And, uh, and she also got involved with student government. Uh, she became a student government advisor. So they're real inclusive in the school as far as uh, running homecoming and pep rallies and that sort of stuff. As you can see, I'm getting drawn in more and more and more. So that, that year after JV, uh, the athletic director comes up to me and goes, yeah, I want to make a change. And I want you to be the varsity coach uh, for soccer for girls. And I'd be like, okay, I'd love to, you know, got no beef with the varsity coach. They just wanted to go in a different direction. So I got involved with uh, coaching varsity soccer and fell in love with it. I mean, absolutely, at the varsity level, South Florida soccer is extremely competitive. Uh, our local community, the city that I'm at, they do a fantastic job of developing um, girls soccer. It, it's one heck of a program, so there's not too much real coaching I got to do other than uh, managing. But every year I coach, I learn a little more, I learn a little more. So it finally gets to a point where I don't 
want to be outside of school anymore. I don't want to try to have a nine to five and then beg my boss to let me off so I can go coach soccer and, you know, eyes rolling and all that. So I, uh, over the summertime, I go in and I speak to the principal and my degree just happens to be a degree of English. It just so happens. <laughs> That's the degree I have. And, uh, and I got with Human Resources. They were looking for an English teacher. And with my degree, they would hire me, you know, right on the spot. I have to take a couple more how to be a teacher class. But I got hired right on the spot. So I went ahead and I did that. And uh, so now I'm a teacher in the school. And I'm coaching girls varsity soccer. And I'm announcing football games on Friday nights. And I'm just loving life. Having a great time. Not making a lot of money, but having a great time. So, uh, so after a couple of years, I become extremely successful. I, I really luck out with a great bunch of young ladies that come in, and they're all elite. And uh, at that point, that's when I realized um, it really comes down to I, I need to become a better coach. I, I need to be more valuable to these girls because they're coming to me with, uh, with phenomenal skill sets. And I, I've got to be able to deliver the goods for them and for the school and for the parents. And uh, that's when I start taking my coaching classes. I start looking at the, the big picture on uh, how to be better for myself and for my, for my team and my school. Well, I have uh, several extremely successful years. Um, I mean, something I could really hang my hat on. The, the girls were awesome. And uh, the principal comes up to me and goes, hey, listen, I want to go in a new direction with the athletic department. And I'd like for you to become one of our athletic directors. They want to do a triumvirate where there'd be three of us. And I thought it over and eventually said, I, I can't do it. I don't want to do it in the sense that I, I don't think I could be an athletic director and a soccer coach at the same time. And I don't want to turn my back on the girls. Um, and I don't know who or how would uh, take the program over from me. So when I decided to step up and become an athletic director, there was three of us. So I still coached soccer, and I was also the athletic director, thinking I could do all that at one time. Wow, that was a big uh, understatement on my part. I ended up having one practice. Now, my entire team was travel. The, every single girl I had on that team, they were travel players. Um, and I just, I just couldn't manage. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't manage a practice and uh, run that team. So there's a lot that went into that, but uh, we end up going very far, even though we had, I, I literally had one practice, one, one practice, and we ended up becoming district champs, back-to-back -back district champs, and we went really far in regionals, and, uh, but I don't recommend that, that's for sure, you got to practice. So, with a heavy heart that year, I had to resign from being a girls soccer coach, it wasn't fair to them, it wasn't fair to their parents, and it wasn't fair to the school to just tell the girls show up on game day, and, you know, expect them to win. So I stepped down and I became uh, the head athletic director of the school. 
becoming the athletic director, uh, that changed my vision. Vision was always tunnel vision, all about soccer, soccer, soccer. I don't care about football. I don't care about basketball. I don't care about anything else. Being selfish, fighting for you know, field space and money from the athletic department, and I need to get a bus, and, you know, I, I just had tunnel vision. As soon as I became the athletic director, you know, your vision now is 360. It, it's completely different. Uh, you have to consider everybody else. You have to consider budgets. You have to consider transportation, and there's just not enough money to go around. Uh, you guys know that with high school funding. There's just not enough to go around, and, uh, you know, when I, back when I had those teams that were absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. It's sad to say that, you know, the support wasn't there. People were not showing up in droves to watch girls soccer. And that's just the state of things. The parents were there and the parents from the other team were there. And a couple friends will come out. But uh, compared to an average basketball game for the boys, uh, it's, it's night and day. So... With all that being said, as the athletic director, you know, you, you got to make things as fair as possible. So, in the meantime, I had discovered this crazy sport called lacrosse. Um, and I got heavily involved in lacrosse at the youth level. So I was coaching lacrosse at the youth level and being an athletic director. And at the youth level, is a little more uh, flexible. Uh, I could schedule games and events around my child's um, my son at this time was playing youth lacrosse and youth lacrosse practices were in the evening. So it was, and I was not a head coach. I was just a dad for one year, then an assistant coach and it, it spiraled from there. So anyways, uh, eventually I became, uh, there's a long story, but uh, lacrosse in, in South Florida and Broward County didn't become a varsity sport. Uh, so for a while there was club and I wasn't involved in club being the athletic director I was just dealing with varsity sports but eventually the state the FHSAA uh, demanded that either we close our program or we had to go varsity and at that time we all decided in the county to go varsity so that's everything in a nutshell I mean that's that's my story and what it seems to me is, is there's a lot of people that have that similar kind of story that they played high school sports or maybe they played youth sports or maybe they're just passionate about a sport and uh, they get to a certain point in their life and they have an opportunity to get involved in high school sports and uh, they just they just don't know how to do it or you know they, they, they jump in head first and sometimes uh, it's really shallow water and that's what that's what this channel is all about try to help you guys navigate find that deep pool of water where you guys could be a heck of a lot successful um, I could tell you as an athletic director uh, for over 10 years now we get young ambitious coaches all the time and then we have your your very mature coach I've been coaching 20 years and blah 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 and all that and I can tell you it's very rare that they come in knowing what they need to know. The young bucks especially, but even the old even the old guys that have been around, the more seasoned coaches, they've been around for a while and they 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 know what they know from one school or two schools, but they just don't have the total picture. So, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get, fill you guys in so we can fast track you and uh 
get you to be successful, whatever successful means to you and your school and your athletic department, get you on that track as, as, as quick as possible. I can tell you that today's kids are different. Uh, COVID did a number on these kids. And they sure as heck don't want to hear about the old days. That's the quickest way to lose a kid. They don't want to hear about the old days. And the reality is that we have to adapt. The adults, the coaches, we have to adapt. We have to figure out these kids. The kids are not going to change for us. We didn't change for for our parents. And uh, we didn't change for the man when we were teenagers. And it's just not going to happen. They're just not going to change. And it doesn't matter where you're at, whether it's a public school or a private school, a school with money, a school without money. The kids aren't changing. So we have to adapt. And uh, and hopefully, hopefully together we can we can figure this out. So this is uh, the introductory. It's not even episode one. This is pretty much the introductory to the channel. Hopefully uh, you, uh, I've intrigued you enough and tried to show you that I'm human just like the rest of us. And that uh, you can find success in the, the weirdest, goofiest ways. You can stumble into coaching. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, um, there's a team out there for you. There's a school out there for you. And we need you. We definitely need good quality coaches. Um, at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, what are we trying to do? We're trying to teach these children of today to be successful young adults of the future uh, in a competitive, healthy manner, both emotionally and physically. And if we can get that done, then then we're winning. No matter what the score, the score clock says, uh, we're winning. Thank you for your time and your consideration. And uh, very next episode I'll be doing is how to find a head coach or how to find a coaching job, where to find them, where to look for, and how to apply. Thank you and have a great rest of the day.